Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. 9.03. It's back to being beautiful out today, which is nice. And there's actually sports to talk about. Yeah, there's a couple things going on, right? couple. One or two. There's one, but (laughs) it was a big thing. It, it well, got a lot a of days. It got a lot so, of viewers, so that made it good. Although it doesn't sound like you viewed too much of it. I really didn't. It was uh, no. Are you not an NFL draft guy? Like, are you not? I'm, and, and, are you and, not watching the NFL draft so guy? I should say. I, I I do. Um, usually I watch. You know, I try to watch most of the first round. Number one, like I think the draft is one of the coolest things that you know there is. It's, it's like you see in this case of the NFL, you see thirty-two guys win the lottery essentially, you know, so like everybody's life uh, for the most part is changing. If you didn't already grow up with money, like you just became a millionaire uh, within a matter of hours. Well, you know? if you saw so, some of the houses, some of those kids did grow up with some money. Of, and I think some of those kids, man, and we'll talk about that later. By I the think way. some of those kids are at coaches houses because because I mean, I know a lot. Well, of, maybe I mean, you know, I know a lot of college, you know, uh, football kids that man. And I'm talking ones that play for ducks and bees that man don't have really you know the coolest places yeah to, but like to really live but I, I, I isaiah imagine. simmons the guy from clemson he was at his wenatchee kansas home oh my god yeah yeah all I'm right sure. isaiah and i'm sure there's some places like you know here in oregon and portland in particular like the rent and you know mortgages through the roof right. like you know but in kansas it's not you know in kansas and Arizona. i mean i'm talking like it was yeah. a massive home though. yeah yeah no, my, so i have a cousin that lives in atlanta and a really nice you know part of atlanta and um she has like four bedrooms, three and a half bath- bathrooms, a huge backyard, a, a ginormous front yard, and she pays less than I pay in rent. Mm. And I was like, for for all this, you pay right around twelve fifty, thirteen hundred. Like that's crazy. You know, that is I mean? crazy. So it's so. If it, you ever it, watch those uh, HGTV shows like House Hunters and stuff, and they go to those areas of the country where the prices are very low. Mm-hmm. Arizona is one of those, like you said, in the desert, Midwest, Southeast too, like you said, Atlanta. You're like, wait, I can get this wait, for what? what? It makes you want to move. It makes you be like, what? man, you know what? I can pack up right now and leave and, and try something new. But, you know, so I can imagine some of these kids, you know, and their families probably, you know, work pretty hard. And there's some other situations where their families probably were, you know, giving some stuff, you know, not saying 
what schools? I'm just saying it happens. You know, we know it does. Are you saying that Clemson paid Isaiah Simmons' family millions of dollars to buy a large home in Kansas, Rashad Taylor? You did. I didn't say that. You did. Is that what you are alluding to, Rashad Taylor? I'm just, I mean, looks like a duck walks like a duck. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, so I I know there's a. uh, Then it's a duck. It's it's easy to kind of, you know, look at some of these places like, man, that must be, man, how much is that? And then find out that, oh, it's. Oh, you pay a thousand dollars a month. That's awesome. Like that's it's crazy like that at a lot of places. So I wish Oregon would kind of go back to the way it was when all these people start moving here, Mike Lynch. And now all of a sudden it's expensive. What wow. <laughs> what shots fired on a Sunday morning. Bang bang. I uh I've always lived here. Well the good thing is Lynch lives in the the, the nice part of town anyway. The part that I probably wasn't born. Okay. <laughs> the expensive part. Yeah. Um, you always stayed in like Beaverton. I was gonna like say not really any. Well, I guess the yeah. I guess it's kind of nice where I live now too. But um, the uh, the the interesting thing about this to me is that I'm kind of like you as well. I don't really care about the draft. I like reading about the players and stuff, and I like seeing where the players I like or no go. But watching the draft is really boring to me. But I wasn't bored this year. Really. And I think it's because it was virtual because here's the difference. When the draft is in one location, all you're seeing is the stage. All you're seeing is the kid walk up on the stage in the first round, not even later in the draft or the Roger Goodell or the whoever else does all the readings and the stupid, I shouldn't say stupid, but the the really long uh, things that lead into picks like, Oh, let's talk about this player and this player and this team and this family and whatever. Whereas now it was like every single pick, you got a different view of someone's house and you got to see different people in different places. And Roger Goodell got more and more relaxed as the draft went on and started off in nice clothes and was wearing a T-shirt and hanging out in his chair at the end. And it was great. And I was actually like, I mean, I didn't really know seven eighths of the players who were getting drafted, but I actually enjoyed watching it. And I think to me, that's, we should do virtual again because that was way more interesting. And, and I, the ratings were huge, by the way. The first round got a 15.6 million viewers, which is 3 million more than ever before. And obviously people want sports. But I think that you would get more viewers in the draft if they kept the virtual format. I, I mean, really do I, than, I, the, than the regular one. I think we did this year just because uh, for obvious reasons. You know, we can't. Well, of course. It's the, the first live sporting event that's not a wrestling thing since, you know, the NBA decided that they were going to canceled due to COVID-19 so that's why there were so many people watching obviously like but if you look at anything like just on Monday Teddy Riley and and uh, Babyface broke Instagram and had like five million oh yeah viewers. I saw they finally got you that know, working right yeah and got like five million viewers you know on Instagram on on so it's people are dying for live content so yes you got a lot of people that were man absolutely loving the draft really I'll be honest I'm and, and this I guess I was looking at this as kind of glass half empty, but I was kind of waiting to see all the the blunders that would happen, you know. And we kind of talked about this with with thirty two different teams drafting, and you're going remotely to you know x amount of households, you know, across the country. The internet is bound to be a problem, you know. Connection is bound to be uh, an issue, and for the most part, it happened, but not enough to where. Uh, I think it made the you know it kind of uh, made things drag along or anything like that. I think I think it was it was just noticeable enough to say, oh yep, there it is. You know they fix it, but it didn't like linger on. So that was 
kudos to whomever is in the IT department for uh, ESPN and the NFL because they 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 had made that thing go off without a hitch, which I can imagine was pretty tough. The I thought the draft went off really well, considering all the problems I thought were going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so it was funny when it started. They put up on a big television screen. It was like a thirty box and or thirty two box, and it had every team all in the boxes. And right away, one team's camera just went red, <laughs> and I was yeah, like, right. "Uh oh, here we go, <laughs> here we go." But no, the only thing that we really had was just you know like bad Roger internet Goodell screwing up names. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's an every year tradition. <laughs> But uh, a tradition unlike any other. You would think that. Tiger Bell. You would think that after all this time, he would just. Number one, I felt. I mean, are we just not not going to talk about the fact that Goodell clearly looked like he was faded? Well, we, were gonna, we were going to get there. Oh, okay. Then we'll Don't get worry. There. <laughs> I, I, actually, I have, I have little there. notes but, in my draft. In my draft I, notes I, I just Googled best moments of NFL draft because there there were a handful of them. Tonga Valawa. Tonga Valawa. So, and here's why wouldn't you just wipe things phonetically? Like, I don't understand. Like, you have all this time. You know these guys are going to come. You know they're going to have these difficult last names. Write it phonetically until you understand how to say it. You know, Antetokounmpo, nobody could say it four years ago. Remember? Mm-hmm. It was so hard for people. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. So now It's still hard for people, Rashad. It's still hard for people. It's a long name. Mike knows this. I struggle with the Hawaiian names. It's happened multiple times with me. Yeah, that's true. You know, I still struggle with... Actually, I heard you pronounce Noah Togiai's name very strange on the update. I think I said Togiai instead of E-I. Yeah, Togiai. Yep. There you go. There's another one. Add to the list. See, you guys are lucky. See, hold on. So you guys are lucky, right? Your name's Joe, right? Joseph. Right? Y- yes, that, that that is it. Your name's Michael. Correct. My name's Rashad. Yes. First day of school, <laughs> you you know that's coming, and you know the teacher's going to butcher it. See, okay, this is something that baffles me truly because I've heard people call you Rashad. I've heard it, and I don't understand because there's not an R in your name. Rashad is a common name, fairly common name. Uh, it's a, I shouldn't say common. It's a known name, right? It's not like you're coming out of here out of left field with an Antetokounmpo, right? You're not Antetokounmpo Taylor. You're Rashad. I don't understand. <laughs> How it's, do you miss that name? It's, you know, I first day of school. How? You know, you know it's you because the teacher says something along the lines of, ooh, I hope I say this right. And you're like, oh, jeez. For the name Rashad? Rashid. Yeah, that's Rashad. Well, I mean. Actually. There's Pat- not even two E's. Patrick, our uh, host of the Wednesday night show, he just straight up called him Rashad Evans one night. I remember that. At well, the at draft. least he got the name right. Yeah, that was during the draft yeah, at party. The, at yeah, the draft yeah. party. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I was like, <laughs> got the first name right. Exactly. I mean, are, fair, are you upset not being called Rashad Evans? <laughs> I mean, kind of. You know what I'm saying? He but, hyped him up, too. You know, he, of course, gave him like the wrestling promo intro and then yeah, Rashad much, Evans. Much better looking than, than that guy. But no, so I mean. Uh, it's uh, my son's name is Kingsley. You know, I, I wanted something that was unique, but at the same time, people are going to be able to look at it and under mm. s- understand. Plus, you, you wanted know, him to be like a king. And on top of that, I'll be real, man. Sometimes getting job interviews or uh, getting it isn't the easiest thing when your name is Rashad. It's you know, it's it. I mean, just being being perfectly honest, it's one of those things. So, man, I had to go a different route. So, yeah, man, it's so when I go places, <laughs> why don't you? So, listen, I, me, me and Sue talked about this one. So, when Wait. I go, when I go places, like say I'm going to Pizza Hut or something like that, and I'm ordering a pie, just tell them my name's Jeff. I tell my name is Jeff. No, I tell them my name is Jeff. Paul. My name is my name is Franklin. Uh, I'll you know, I'll say Franklin any, the turtle. Yeah, I'll say any, I'll say anything like that. I like to use uh, PIL high school names. 
So it just kind of throws people <laughs> off. So I'll say you're, my name. You're I'll, Jefferson. I'll be like, oh, my name is Roosevelt. And people will be like, what? Like, yeah. Spell that, it's, please. It's Roosevelt. R-O-O. You know, so and they'll be like, oh, okay, sir. So it's funny to listen to them call out, um, Ruben? <laughs> yeah, that'll be me. My name is Jefferson. Yeah. My name no. is Lincoln. You ever, quite, uh, quite often. You ever considered just like shortening your name down to like Rash or something like that? Nah. Um, I am legally going to change it to rash. I am legally going to change it to Bernard. Uh, that's which is actually my middle name. So I will legally change that when I'm like 40. By the way, I'm more totally- work for me. A lot more of re-imaging and producing and redoing stuff now. Bernard Taylor. Here you go. go. You're welcome. I, I see why you chose Kingsley because I think it could be misconstrued as like a hipster name too. Yeah. It's like, oh, we have a guy named Kingsley oh, coming yes. in today. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah. So parents, man, give your kids, man, cool names. They won't get laughed at. Apple, you know, orange. I know Grape. It, it's it's, it's, it's naming fruits. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. No, I'm saying that I know some kids. So you don't know a kid named Orange. No, I do know. Okay, okay. So this is a funny story. <laughs> I know we have to break. So this is a funny story. I worked for Boys and Girls Club for a really long time uh, in Las Vegas before I moved uh, back to Portland. Uh, it's first day of a program, and again, when you have a tough name, uh, you read it how it's spelled, right? And so I see this girl's name, and I'm like, uh, Vaseline. <laughs> Am I saying this right? I was like, this can't be right. I was like, Vaseline and is the most beautiful little girl. Instead of him, I was like, it's Vaseline. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. But spelled exactly like oh, Vaseline no. would be spelled. Did they so, do that intentionally? So I don't know. So parents, man, just do your kids Ugh. solid. Don't get them in trouble as they go to school, man. Middle school is a real thing, and those kids are brutal. So I always, just make sure you take care of them. I always tell the story of the, the girl I knew in high school. Her name was Sparkle. Sparkle Ivory. And her brother was Diamond. She had and her other her other brother was Jade. So the family was Jade, Diamond, and Sparkle. They all glow. They all the Ivory family. They all shine. They all they all shine. I like it. Ivory is a cool ass name. I feel like you could have done better with that than Sparkle. Yeah. But you know, that's just me. All right, let's break. Uh, Coming up next, let's get into some of the. We'll we'll talk about the draft. I mean, there's you know Justin Herbert is now an LA Charger and. Uh, the other Oregon, Oregon State players that got drafted, and for whatever reason, the Packers are pissing off Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to all that, but we have to start with the fun of the draft, and that included Roger Goodell and his basement. That included the homes of the rich and famous, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, or the not-so-lifestyles of the rich and famous. Dave Gettleman, I'm looking right at you. Uh, we'll get to all of that first. Text the fan text line, 55305, and we'll read the ones that we like on the air. You can follow us on social media as well. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Uh, Rashad is at TaylorMade503. Joe is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H-3. Uh, coming up next, Draft Talk. This is Sports on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. It's actually Sports Sunday with Mike and Jeff. There it is. Mike and Bernard. Well, yeah. eventually it'll be Mike, Mike and, and Bernard. Yeah. Mike and Bernie. I like it. <laughs> I didn't even put that together that Bernie would be short for Bernard. Or Bernard. That's. Say that. Uh, Try it. Bernard? No, just. Yeah, come on, man. Bernard? <laughs> yeah. Guys, man, fellas. <laughs> What? Cooler. Try it again. Just cooler. Bernard. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're just, <laughs> we're just not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> we're just gonna move on. Can I call you like Bernie T? 
Probably not. Bernie Tay. We'll, t- we'll 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 work on some stuff. We'll see what sticks. <laughs> Beanard. Yeah. Say it how you wanted me to say it then. Huh? Beanard. Now your turn. Bernard. Oh, that was that's, cool. That's what I said <laughs> last time. That was time. cool. No, that wasn't what you said, yeah, Lynch, okay. but we'll work on it, man. No, 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 no. We got some time. We'll work on it. Bernard. Okay. Get a little, little better? We're getting closer. All right. We're getting closer. By the end of the show, you'll have it. No, I won't, apparently, <laughs> because I feel like I sound really cool, clearly. Um, so one of my favorite parts of the entire draft was Roger Goodell's basement. And balling. Not really. That was that's where I was going to start. So he lives in Bronxville, New York, right? This is one of the wealthiest suburbs in the country of any major city. It, it he lives in a huge home that's like a castle, and it's like maybe like twenty minutes outside of New York City. And he did a little basement tour on his Twitter before the draft. Oh, and he goes down his stairs, and I mean it's nice. But I'm thinking Roger Goodell's going to have himself some sort of like lavish, furnished, huge basement. And all maybe there's more that he didn't show us. Maybe there's some secret rooms that we're not allowed in. I was going to say that might be basement like number two or three of the house. Oh, you think there's like multiple stairwells down? Or like a hidden layer, mm. some sort of cult behavior down, down Well, there's below. definitely cult behavior going on. We just don't know where <laughs> in the hookers house. and blow in yeah. one of the other rooms. For maybe. Sure. Don't yeah. go in that room, please. Um, But he... It looked like a very small, furnished, nice basement. And I was a little bit surprised considering that he's Roger Goodell and makes $50 million a year. No, actually, so I didn't see that. I'm looking at the virtual tour now, and, I'm, you know, there's a, a couch there, that maybe should, or a chair that maybe upgrade, you know. Like, that's his I, chair. He was very proud of it, that chair. I mean, that's probably a chair. Just to be fair, like, we all have, like, he liked that an chair. uncle or, like, a grandfather or something like that that has, like, their chair. It's probably, that's where he was sitting during the draft. It's falling apart. It's, you know, there's probably some... You know, the leather is coming up on, like, the arms. Like, we all know that chair. For whatever reason, the chair is comfortable as hell, though. It's broken in. feels really nice. So I can imagine him not wanting to get That's the chair that your wife is telling you we're throwing away. Yeah, and Roger Goodell goes, and he said, shut nope, up. I'm putting it in the basement. I'm going to watch football from this chair. Yeah, I guarantee you, This is where he sits every Sunday. No, he said that. On the video, he goes, this is my chair. I sit here every single weekend watching sports, watching football. He did say that. So good job. Um I mean, he's got three TVs in the wall, so that's fancy, right? He's got his multiple screens, although we're getting to a point now where a lot of regular people have multiple TVs in their rooms as well to because they want to watch multiple sports. Because they like to party. Um, but I was kind of just like a little disappointed. You know, I was I was I was looking for Cliff Kingsbury esque, and instead I got like I got, got like nice uncle's basement. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would think for the highest paid player in the league. Uh, you'd be able to kind of spruce up your basement a little more, like and mind you, player. for the mind you for the just a little part of the draft. Well, the part of the draft I saw it was just him standing in front of you yes. know, whatever. So uh, then you can tell he got a little lit and was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down." <laughs> His legs were tired. <laughs> I'm chill here for a little bit and everything, and just just the 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 the, the brown started working a little more than uh, than he was ready for, but. I know, uh, he, he looked really glassy-eyed. Oh, yeah. No, he, he, had been, he had been hitting some some pins or something, man. You could tell Goodell was – and I can't be mad at him because he was doing exactly what we were doing. But which, brings up, which brings up a question. Like, are is he getting is, is he getting lit during the actual draft? Well, like, did you just, say hitting the pens as if he's, like, hitting the vape pen? Oh, yeah. That's what we're he doesn't get yeah. drug tested, does he? 
<laughs> you said that's Goodell's, uh, that's his vice hitting that's the pen. That's his pens. thing, yeah. He's down there hitting his pen, I guarantee you. <laughs> he looks like a pen guy. Mm. Yeah, he looks like a I pen guy. I don't feel like he does. I feel like really? you're trying to force an image on him. No. I feel he like he like looks like a cigar guy. Oh, no, he's definitely a cigar guy. Because he's Roger freaking Goodell. Yeah, but he's <laughs> he's got some, you know, some really expensive high-grade thc stuff in his pen there was you think he takes thc you think he smokes marijuana absolutely he ain't getting tested yeah for but she, sure. he hates it though so he, he no he hates that the players do it well he, doesn't, he 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 probably loves it uh, well maybe maybe that's true i i just there was a, a compilation picture thing on twitter i think it was cj fogler who did it cj zero the guy on twitter that that's a funny follow where it starts off with him standing all official in the beginning of the first round and he's wearing his nicer clothes. And then he's sitting on the chair and he's like just wearing a t-shirt and like his man boob is sticking out slightly. And he just looks like glassy eyed and exhausted. And then the final day, it's just him in a shirt that says like football is for Sundays or whatever. And he's just like lounging around. And I think the thing here is Roger Goodell only ever does the first round. Right. And then he goes home. Well, he, he was like, I'm bored. What am I going to do? I'll do the second and third rounds, too. Why not? I mean, but seriously. he just was like, oh, this is way too much work yeah, for by, me. By the end of the third round, you could tell it was wearing on him. No, yeah, it's a long it's a long day. Just the, the first round of the draft is, what, three hours? Right around there? Four? Uh, something around there. It started at it started uh, about 5 o'clock. Five and it yeah. ended at, like, 9, yeah. maybe four hours. So three days of that? Ugh. Ugh. Day one, I'm like, okay, we've got to move on. You well, know, they, let's, let's not let's somebody else come do this for me. From what I remember seeing yesterday, at least in like round six and seven, they weren't even having anybody announce the picks. They were just rolling in, and as they rolled in, they were talking about them. So they, uh, I think he said, hey, "I'm good for Saturday." Well, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of rounds too. It was four total rounds, four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, there's no way he was going to be. Well, I guess <laughs> now the that. big question is like, is, is I'll do it now that we've seen this. Now that we know it can happen, and and it can happen, you know, on a on a high level, is this the new normal? Is this what we're going to be seeing now from the NFL draft? You know, I mean, thinking about it, if you're if you're the NFL, uh, you're not paying for a venue anymore. Uh, you can kind of do the you know the programming how you want to because everybody's virtual or whatever. Like, you're not really really worried about anybody's timeline. Everybody making it on time. Like everything can go off for the most part without a hitch, as we've as we saw. So it kind of you know begs the question: Is this the new? Is this the new normal as far as? what we've seen from the draft knowing that we're we're in this no contact space where we're not really shaking hands we're not really giving hugs like the draft is the ultimate shake a hand give a hug type of event well that's a great question and let's use that as our tease and we'll talk about it next sweet because we're radio professionals should we keep doing virtual drafts in the future or do you want to go back to normal quote-unquote and uh, other funny tidbits, including uh, the very, very important, important member of the Patriots who made the very first pick in their draft. That's next. First, Joe has sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.32 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Joe with you. Until 11 o'clock, we will have hated or love it at 10.30. Joe also, was it a completed list? Is that a completed list of one and dones or an in-progress list of one and dones? Uh, I didn't include the last two draft classes since, you know, okay. the jury is yeah. still kind of out. So uh, we talked about this in the show last week. 
Joe was doing a list of the one and dones since 2005. Since they implemented the one and done rule, and I want to say the first season after that was either the Greg Oden Durant draft class or the one before that. So oh six, maybe oh seven, one of those. Because we were we were basically asking the question of how many one and dones actually are good, and then how many are wasting their time by not staying in college. Um, the uh, so we'll get to that at some point in the show as well. But we're talking about the NFL draft right now, and um. Rashad asked the question before the break, are we going to keep doing virtual drafts moving forward? And I thought it was really interesting reading some of the quotes of the coaches afterwards where they were like, you know, this is actually way better. Like we're getting to spend time with our families and the draft went smoothly. And I feel like we don't need to be working all these hours and I thought it was a better product, to be honest with you, because I was more engaged with it. Um, I I really enjoyed it. And I know that they make a lot of money by people going to the draft and they go to all these cities and it's, it's cool. And they're going to go back to Vegas and they're doing Cleveland next year and they did Nashville last year. And it's, it's cool. But I actually really enjoyed this a lot. I don't know why. I don't know what was so different. Maybe it was just because it was constantly changing, or maybe it was because it was a look behind the scenes at coaches and GMs' lives, or, or maybe it was just because it was different, but I really, really liked it better, and I kind of want them to do it again. I know they won't as long as they don't have to, but I want them to. I think it was a good product. Well, I mean, here's the cold part. Like, it, it just might, you know, just depending on how things, you know, kind of move from uh, all the stuff from COVID-19, like, there's a good chance that this might be the new normal. Like people might not be doing as much face-to-face contact stuff if they don't really have to anymore. You know, if playing a sport like football or basketball, man, you're forced to be around those guys and around people. But, you know, something like the draft, there's a lot of additional people who aren't players that, you know, are up and around and in the mix and all these things. And that's just another way to kind of um, spread it. Cause we have to be real. Like COVID's not going anywhere, right? Like it's just, it's, it's, it's here now and we're going to have to, learn to deal with it and I think learning to deal with it means that there's going to be some things that are going to be a little awkward and a little different moving forward at least until I, a vaccine until, comes until, out. until yeah. there's a vaccine that comes out but even still I think people are still going to move uh a little a little differently you know from, from moving forward but I think this was a great idea like you said this this gave uh um the the old format was was good you know but this has kind of given an opportunity to kind of do some uh some new some new stuff you know man then on top of that like you said it gave general managers coaches owners an opportunity to do stuff from the house you know there wasn't a war room with 30 dudes in it screaming over each other like you know so i can imagine for a lot of these guys like this draft was actually probably a lot less uh stress you know on them because you know you don't have 15 dudes in a room arguing about nah man we got the six we need to go here now that he's available we need to like nah you got man two or three people that are not mind you, you still have a lot of, in most cases, you still I mean, have, you can make phone calls. Yeah. yeah, you can still make phone calls and stuff like that. Stuff is still happening, but I just think the stress level, you look at all these coaches with exception like Bill O'Brien and some other ones, and most of them were had the same, <laughs> there wasn't that same intense look that we see uh, in the war room, you know, that, we're, that we've been used to seeing. You Hell, see Mike Vrabel's kid was pooping in the background. Vrabel's kid's <laughs> pooping. You know what I'm saying? Kingsbury's sitting there, just, you know, kind of lounge back, and everybody, everybody's just, just kind of chilling. It was a real chill uh, uh, event. So I thought it was really good. I hope that they can just figure out ways to improve upon it, even if it's not going to be the whole. Maybe it's next. All of a sudden, man, we're just going to invite the top fifteen 
uh, players to the draft, and then everybody else, you know, we'll see, you know, type thing. But I thought it was great. I hope that they try to do it again and kind of improve on it. But, uh, again, I thought it was, for the parts I saw, it was must-see. I like I watched about an hour and a half of it, and then after that, I was like, okay, I think I'm – I think I get the gist. I can read the rest on Bleacher Report. Yeah, maybe going forward, they do more of an intimate style draft where, like you said, just 15 top picks. They don't have a big old extravaganza. But I was on the phone with my dad yesterday, and he was on the same sentiment about it. He's like, this is cool seeing everybody in their setting. Like you said, Cliff Kingsbury and his overly unnecessary huge house or maybe necessary he had his own quad it looked like yeah uh, in the backyard also sean McVay had a very similar thing quad going as well. on yeah what What's... is that it's like concrete squares with perfect grass in between each square is that functional or does it's it just called, look cool it's called balling yeah which... that's basically what it is yeah. like, i have a quad does it function okay. for any reason it's at all being a boss man like sean king <laughs> no but it looks good yeah, i can walk like through multiple paths look yeah. at this uh but anthony lynn uh la chargers head coach i could go this way he yeah. kind of felt the same way he had a quote on it saying i was taking i was talking to some of the other nfl coaches and we were thinking maybe we should do this again next year. I mean, I'm at home in a T-shirt and shorts, no tie, no suit. It's pretty comfortable. And that's what my dad was saying is, like, if you're – that's another day away from the family, another weekend away from the family. Sure, I'm I'm sure that they might travel with, but it's a, it's a work trip for these guys that they have to go to Vegas or New York, Chicago, wherever the NFL draft is held. And while the families might be with them, again, it's a work trip. There's a lot going on during the NFL draft interviews – with players, with media, and then you got the draft itself, with it, which is its own beast. So seeing the coaches doing all this with their families right next to them too, and I'm not going to lie, I was really jealous seeing all the different dogs and pets as well. That, that, that oh, made, we have a very important dog that we're going to be talking about yeah, here in a second. Yeah, I know who we're talking about. But just seeing all the pets, that made me the most jealous of all. I wanted to watch the draft with a pet of my own. The... Uh... <laughs> The doggo, that's a very important doggo. Uh, very good boy. He's the mastermind behind it all, folks. Made the very first pick of this team's draft and uh, confused everybody by making it, by the way, considering nobody had heard of the player. So it was very funny. And I, this is why I believe that Bill Belichick is actually a lot funnier and cooler than he puts himself out there to be, is every time they cut to Bill Belichick's draft room, which was just in like an old 70s dining room porn set, uh, he wasn't there. But the very first time they cut to it, when the Patriots were on the clock, they cut to whoever the player personnel guy is. I don't know who that is. He was in his normal situation. And you go to Bill Belichick, his dog's sitting in the chair for him, <laughs> perfectly still, smiling, looking happy, ready to make a pick, ready to pick a D2 player no one's ever heard of. <laughs> and then Bill Belichick comes in later, gives him a treat, and then leaves the room again. Then they cut again to the Patriots for the next pick. There's just nobody in the room. <laughs> I just that was my favorite part of the whole draft was Belichick's dog. I watched it live. I looked up at the screen and went, oh, my God, he put his dog in the room. Yeah. Everyone else takes has taken this seriously. And Bill Belichick is like, Meh. He put my, it, dog, my he, dog can make the pick. put it on auto pick. So Belichick is just like, oh, we're good. And now I see as a Patriots fan why, uh, you know, we don't draft any receivers or anyone like that. And it's like up oh, defensive lineman, the dog is making every decision for our team. But so I say thank you, I guess, for the past. I'm not sure how old the dog is, but. You look pretty young. I mean. Because it looked like a husky, but it was smaller, unless it was a breed that I've never seen before. Yeah, so if, you've been, if this has been the process. Not that I know past, about dog breeds, but if this I'm going to pretend like I do. Oh, I know nothing about I don't even try, you know. So 
But if this is the breed of dog that's been making decisions for our franchise for the past 20 years or so, then I say go get more dogs and let them make all the decisions all the time. They maybe have somebody, you, know, you should have had a dog go talk to Brady. That should have been what happened. You Just know, put, not, not Belichick. Put dog food into bowls. All right, which pick do we make? Mm-hmm. This one or this one? And whatever he eats. There we go. <laughs> what is that again? It's like the octopus that makes picks for the NHL. Isn't that something? Yeah, they do that. Usually around Super Bowl season, they'll have they'll have puppies run towards a bowl of food or something like that on Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. Oh, yeah. They'll do something gimmicky like that. I sometimes have babies do it, too. Like the babies are crawling really fast towards it. So there was one trend that was going on with the draft that people called out about uh, – uh, ESPN having to highlight the most tragic moments uh, of by people. Lives. You mean you? You called this out, Joe. Well, I was. Louise, I, I was not. I was not the only one, Mike. Honestly, but... I feel like you were Portland's caller outer of that, though. Oh no! I, I watched mean... your. I watched your thread. It was very funny. Well, I I did call it out because it was a thing. It was definitely evident. But what I'm getting at is that they. <laughs> There was a Reddit thread where they started making comments about the dog and his tragic story <laughs> and saying that the dog's father was killed by a drunk driver in 2013 and that he wags his tail as a tribute to his father who used to be on, <laughs> pee on mailboxes and barking at anyone who walked by. His brother died of a chocolate eating accident five years ago. <laughs> And That's this is why, one. honestly, and during these times, it's tough, but thank God we're as funny as we are in uh, 2020. I don't oh, know if we've, I don't you, know if we've ever been as funny as human beings in our existence. That is, I think that's true. We have a very quick wit. Yes. We find very funny memes quickly. We're good. We good. We good. We Gucci. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. Coming up next, uh, a little bit more on the draft, and I want to get into the actual picks that happened as well. Justin Herbert the newest Los Angeles Charger. We'll get to some of that, plus Hater Lovitz in the 10 o'clock hour and Joe's list of one, or, one and dones as well. That's all coming up here on Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 946 here on your Sunday morning. One final non-literal draft note before we get into the actual picks and stuff is uh, something that Joe was big on uh, on Twitter about. We talked about it last segment is uh, ESPN really trying to pull the heartstrings and or make the players families feel terrible about themselves during the draft where there was always there's always jokes going into things like this where like oh they're bringing in Tom Verducci because they want the story that's going to make you sad right or they're or not Tom Verducci I that's the wrong name sorry the, I forget the reporter's name the one who uh, Tom Rinaldi Tom Rinaldi there you go Verducci's the baseball reporter uh, they're bringing in Tom Rinaldi because they they want them to be really really sad but because it was a virtual draft they had all these little cards of every player and it was different. I mean, every card had a personal anecdote about the player, which is cool in theory, and unless the only personal anecdote that you have is that someone in their family's dead, or that someone in their family's uh, survived cancer, or that someone in their family is a drug addicted person. You said that was T. Higgins, Clemson wide receiver. Yeah, T. They Higgins. Were like T. Higgins' mom battled drug addiction for years, and he commented on it. Actually, he uh, retweeted one of the pictures saying that and he uh tweeted i'm proud of my mom for turning her life around for me and my sister i have no problem with them showing the world that my mom is a true fighter 
Okay. So he he. That's took, dope that he was able that's to a cool respond. Way to that's a very mature, mature way of taking it. Um, there was a Saints player though, Alex Anz, um, Anna's, Anna's, uh, Anzalone. That's how you say it. Sorry. And he said that is, is even, though, even though he's cool with it, ESPN still needs to make an apology along with other players that they need to apologize to. It just seems like that's in poor taste. Why do we as the public need to know about all of that personal stuff, right? Like, I understand wanting to know about the players and that's an interesting piece of information and, you know, but I think what a player would rather be shared is like played the piano until age 22, mm. not mom battled drug addiction for 16 years. I'm sure T Higgins has another cool hobby or thing that you could have put on there. Not about his mom's drug addiction. And I will say ESPN did do that. I mean, they gave certain antidotes about, Oh, this player's mom was a former high school athlete and his dad was this and they did this, but there was just one too many of the sad stories. Uh, Three different stories about a player's dad dying. Um, At least, right? Yeah. One, uh, they talked about one player. Uh, he was accused of stealing his ex-girlfriend's purse twice. I'm like, what? I'm like, why do I need to know these things? Like, football. This is the NFL draft, and they would always start with something like that and then get to But, Mel, great defensive end, right? <laughs> no, and, great and, get-off speed the on the of, line of scrimmage, right? And the weird thing about that whole thing is it's not like these kids don't have a bunch of accomplishments that you can – Allude to, right? Man, first team all SEC, second team two years in a row, all Big 12 defense. Like, I mean, you can, there's things you can go back, man, man, Mr. High School All-American in basketball. Like, you could have said anything. Like, I feel like sometimes, again, they reach for those, to tug those heartstrings. They want you to go, oh, that's so sad. But some of those things, like, it's it's for no reason. I also think they might have done it because all of the players' parents were with them in every shot. Right, like they were all sitting on the couch together, wherever they were. Yeah. So it was like, oh, this is information about that person that you're looking at here. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'd much prefer the fake stories that we all created in our head, like Ceedee Lamb's girlfriend who, who tried to take his second cell phone, and Ceedee Lamb looked at her and grabbed it away, <laughs> which was really, really funny. Um, and then she looked really pissed the rest of the night for obvious reasons. Uh, clearly, he said it was his agent calling him, which I don't believe for one second. Um, but it was a very funny moment, but we created a story and a world for that instead of like, oh, well, that's this person and, um, she's recovering from heroin addiction. And like, come on, I don't need to know that. Yeah. That makes me sad. There was a one and I can't remember who, who the young man was, but he gets drafted and, uh, his, <laughs> his girl is giving him like a, you know, a long number one's girl shouldn't have been in the picture right now. That probably should have been his mom. But his girl is giving him like a long, drawn out like, oh, yeah. hug. And mom is pulling him up like, man, if you don't get your hands out the way so I can get next to my son. And on she TV. was not getting and off. And she was not trying she to She was move, full man. sitting if on you, his lap. If you don't get out of the way like let sitting. this man's mom get to him, what is wrong with you? Wrapped around him on the lap, like not even. Yes. And mom. like she was. And mom is tugging. Like one of those little like, fish on a, on a yeah. whale, like not leaving at all. And mom is tugging and she's like, no, I'm not done yet. Man, if you don't get off of that man's lap real quick and let his mom and parents hug him. What is wrong with you, lady? You, you know what this is? And this is, I'm not going to take credit for this thought. This is a, a souk special. But those women know that they're not dating these guys for much longer. Now that they're NFL players, they are most likely going to be moving on to bigger and better things. 
And that lady was like, I'm not letting go. If I don't let go, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be gone. Right. I can't, I can't be lost. So two things about that. Um, The CD lamb girlfriend, uh, it it surfaced that she's the ex-girlfriend of Trey young. Uh (laughs) So she's a, uh, she's an Oklahoma hanger on her. Uh, I guess so. Sort of. Yeah, exactly. Oklahoma, Oklahoma there. So and Until, Trey, Young, of course, Trey Young commented on the video and people were quick to comment like, wait, isn't that your ex-girlfriend there, Trey? What and did he comment? Nothing, of course. I mean, he didn't say anything. I think he might have just laughed emoji or something. Gotcha. You can go um, back to that picture from Russell Wilson when his girlfriend thought that she was in the yeah, money. That's the and, number two. Yeah, that Sierra. was his wife. They were yeah, married. His, yeah, his, yeah they, they, she thought that, you know, everything was good. It was, that picture, it was that's Gucci, good. as you said earlier, Lynch. <laughs> that I picture that's not. going around right now yeah. of her laughing and smiling, that is, that's classic right there. That's going to go down I as know, a it's like, classic NFL draft picture. It's like when you're in the NFL draft and when you're in the NFL and it was him with Sierra <laughs> in the NFL looking all fancy and beautiful like they are rough um, times out there yeah rough times if you're dating an athlete that's about to make millions of dollars and go to the nfl and or any other sport apparently although maybe the oklahoma girl is just uh she knows her level right she's like dating the best oklahoma player but when they go pro they don't they don't follow follow suit i mean she was attractive though right she's, she a, could, she's, she's, a, she's a good starter piece yeah, but she could you know? she could go go up if, if she wants right did she i don't know i thought she was cute i wasn't paying attention to her like that honestly i couldn't really Really well, I mean, you can go find the video, Rashad. I'll find the video. I mean, if, you wanna, if you want to make a true uh, a true statement on this. Hey, bag two athletes, but might not have uh, bagged the bag. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Might have fumbled the bag twice. Mm. Mm. She blew it. Yeah, that's just bad luck. Well, she bad blew it. karma. You know? Now, C.D. Lamb also said it ain't even like that. Like, I know. <laughs> he said it was his agent, which, again, I don't believe. It's not your agent, For one bro. second. Also, just bold on her part. If the agent was part. calling, you wouldn't grab the phone angrily out yeah. of her hands. Just, just, well, but just bold on her part, part to grab the phone like that. I mean, if anybody goes grabbing at my phone like that to try and answer a call or do anything, I'm like... During the draft? During my draft? Yeah, the I'm biggest like, night of my Well, he year. was on the phone. He was What's on his other phone. I don't yeah. care. I don't so care what? if you're... I got two phones. One for the plug yeah. and one for the load. Like, hey, man, don't Kevin answer Gates my told us. Yeah, if you're grabbing at my phone like that, I don't care if you're my grandma, my girlfriend, my dad, I'm snagging that thing right back and asking, what is wrong with you? You just grabbing people, things out of people's hands like that? How dare you? Ew, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I enjoyed the virtual draft. There was a lot of little tidbits like that, way more than if you were watching the regular draft. So I, I kind of just want them to keep doing this. I don't care if they go to Las Vegas or Cleveland or Nashville or Dallas or whatever. I want them to, I want them to keep it this way. It was fun. The only thing, although I, I liked it because it was so awkward, but it was kind of lame. The only thing I missed was you didn't hear any of the cheering or anything like that, right? It was just Roger Goodell reading the name of the pick, and it's like, and Justin Herbert, Oregon, silence. Mm-hmm. Whereas normally you hear the buzz and the noise. Well, they had the fans via webcam. Yeah, and Roger Goodell was cringe about it every time. Come on, Buffalo, as <laughs> he other, yells in his basement. The other, the other, you know, at, at fans that can't see him at all. The Pretty other sure. unfortunate part is, you know, one of the big things about being drafted is being able to walk on stage and shake the commissioner's hand, and you know, that's the moment that you always put remember. Put the jersey like, on. Yeah, put hold the jersey that says number one pick or number one for whatever team. Like that's something I think, you know, and it sucks. Like I feel really bad. I work in high schools. Everybody knows this. Um, and just if you're just anything 2020, you've been drafted 2020, you've graduated 2020, like anything like that, like you're just being robbed. Like everything is just kind of you're getting a watered down version of everything. Like, unfortunately, I have, you know, high school students didn't get a prom. They don't get a 
nah. graduation. They the don't graduation part sucks. They don't, prom, a, no, they don't get a skip day. They don't get all those things that they you would They don't get senior week. You know, you know, you know, all those things, a grad party, all those things that you would they get you know, skip months. look forward to. Yeah, they got skip years, basically. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, all those things that they would typically get, they're not getting it. So if you're, forget, if you're in draft this year, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, hockey, whatever the case is, um, just not being able to walk up there and shake Adam Silver's hand or Roger Goodell's hand or not Buck Selig. Who's the commissioner's now in baseball? Rob Manfred. Rob, Man- yeah, Rob Manfred's hand. Like not be on- Formerly Buck Selig. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things, man. So that's that's the unfortunate part about it. That was that part I did miss, being able to see those guys and uh walk up there and, you know, give their handshake to their coach and, and their mom and you know all that stuff and you know, go put the hat on and hold the jersey. Like, how cool would it have been to see Justin Herbert last night do that? Or the other night do that? It would have you know been cool. How cool would that have been to see? All to be fair, to- Justin Herbert was sitting with just his parents. So it was kind of like, uh. yeah. well, to, to see him or to I, see or was his Troy, there too? Troy Die, you know, to see these guys that we've seen at Oregon for four years just dominate and do great things, to really be able to walk up there and, and get that jersey and be like, man, good job. And there was, there was a first rounder that, um, I don't know if it was Makai Becton, but they rolled out the red carpet for their mom. Yeah, that the, was cool. Yeah, so they let their mom walk the red carpet yeah. to the house. It was one of the offensive linemen. Yeah, and then um, Roger Goodell even commented before the draft started. He's like, I'm going to miss getting those uh, bear hugs from you. He's like, my you know, my body won't like it, but I know that I'm going to miss it myself. And it, that's one of the things, too, is seeing those big offensive linemen go up on stage and grab Goodell and swing him around like a rag doll. That's like an NFL draft tradition right there, too. We got this text uh, that – Two, a couple of texters said they liked it a lot, but this one says it'll get better if it's virtual because then they can actually have huge parties once we are done with the distancing stuff. You could see, like, massive shindigs going on where players are getting drafted. That'd be pretty cool, right? Just, like, a house full of people, and, like, there's a couple people in the background just absolutely loaded when their guy gets drafted and they fall down or something. Then you just you, you keep Doing expand- keg stands or something yeah. in the background. <laughs> you keep expanding the funny level that would go on. Um, also, apparently, I saw this on Twitter – Apparently, Roger Goodell, when he was in the sitting phase of his draft, was getting up between every pick and slightly adjusting the Mike Ditka bobblehead that was behind him. So it was like facing him, and then it was facing the TV, and then it was two inches to the left. So he just kept moving it. So that's the thing where you think guys like Bill Belichick and Roger Goodell are like really boring, typical white guys. They could they could have a little bit of fun. They understand. And Goodell piped in some booze, which I thought was good. That was good form on his part. Because everyone was like, oh, he's going to get away without getting booed. But no, he piped in booze right at the beginning of the draft. It was great. Yeah. So, you know. Kind of making fun of himself. Yeah, it's, it's, himself it's good to see that they have some sense of humor because you think that they don't because they're robots. Um, all right. Coming up next hour, Hater to Love it is at 1030. But I do want to get into the actual draft. Uh, who was picked, uh, where Justin Herbert went, the strange pick of both uh, Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love for teams that didn't really need quarterbacks. So uh, we'll get to all of that next hour. Uh, if you missed any of it, you can any of the first hour you can listen on the Les Schwab Tires podcast after the show. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 